Log entry 309, Bad Brew Case number 009. Subject is Hellboy. Hellboy is a 2019 film directed by genre veteran Neil Marshall, based on the Dark Horse comic book of the same name. The film follows the eponymous hero portrayed by David Harbour as he battles the forces of evil. Along with his adopted father and a few gifted friends, Hellboy must realize his full potential before this supernatural threat is unleashed on the Earth. But in doing so, he comes to find that he may just be the biggest threat of all. With a critic score of only 17% and a 48% audience score on popular film rating website Rotten Tomatoes, some would say that Hellboy walked away from this outing in the red. However, I decided that a thorough, professional analysis of the film was needed to finally determine if Hellboy 2019 is actually pure fire, or if it's better off left in a place where it can no longer harm mankind in hell. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 309! Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we play mediator between two good friends turned bitter enemies when one stole the other one's ex, you know, who he's still, you know, in love with, but then Daryl was like, tough man, I'm with her now. But then Jerry's like, dude, you can't treat her like I am. And then Daryl's like, dude, you ain't all that in a bag of chips like you think you are. So now, as mediators, it's our job to watch the whole thing unfold inside of Daryl can really treat Megan as good as Jerry. In. Bad Brew, Hellboy, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hellboy is Megan, James. Follow along here. What? Hellboy is Megan. Okay. Jerry is Guillermo del Toro. Okay. And Daryl is Neil Marshall. Come on, James. Is this Gilmore Girls? What is this, dude? What are you talking about? What are you talking? What are you talking about? I'm not the crazy one here. What are you talking about? Hellboy is Guillermo del Toro's ex-girlfriend, who he's still in love with and wants to do stuff with. But okay. then Neil Marshall came in and was like, "Tough, I'm with Hellboy now." And then Guillermo del Toro is like, "You can't treat Hellboy the way I can treat Hellboy." And Neil Marshall's like, "Fucking tough. Watch me. Wow, dude. Watch me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> why Megan though? Pay why attention, is, James. Why is Hellboy named Megan? <laughs> because for the for the purpose of the story, James, it's called storytelling. You should wow. try it sometime. Yeah, you should try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Pretzel Jim, world renowned. Uh, yeah. What's what's world renowned Pretzel Jim got for us this weekend? Well, I gotta tell you, it's getting tough because after 308 episodes, yeah. Of bringing you a new pretzel treat every week. Um, it's getting tough to find new ones. But I did it. And All right. This, and this one, this one's wild. I've never I've never even heard of this brand before. Okay. This is Zaps. Oh, I've heard of Zaps before. Have you heard of Zaps? Yeah. I don't know if it's the same Zaps, but I've heard of Zaps. This is the Zaps. I think they are a chip company. Let me see. Let me see the logo. Yeah, I've heard of them before. 
This is Zapp's Sinfully Seasoned Ooh. Pretzel Sticks New Orleans-style voodoo. Oh, I mean, oh, that goes super well with, like, my life right now. Okay, you'll have to explain no. <laughs> that later. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this is uh, Zapp's Sinfully Seasoned Pretzel Sticks bring a new twist on New Orleans-inspired flavors. These pretzels are twisted to hold... More of our special secret voodoo seasoning. This recipe includes premium ingredients and special spice blends to create a pretzel experience that's irresistibly Zaps. So many people love Zaps potato chips. See what we've done to perfect the pretzel. We thank you for buying our product. Enjoy and... Oh, God. This is French. Lazé le bon temps roulé. Okay. Lazé le bon temps roulé. Something about roulette. Something about laying on top of my roulette. <laughs> can we? Do you speak French at all? No. What we can figure make, this what out. What the fuck would make you think that I speak? Didn't French? you ever take French? No, or like I never. You don't just I like never learn... took any foreign language in high school. Well, we can figure it. Hold on. Laissez, like laissez faire. Lazy. Laissez. Well, no, it means uh, laissez faire means let it be. Let it. So laissez means let. Okay. Lay means the. Bon. As in like. B O N. Okay. Bon. Let the. Like bon, vi- boya- okay. bon voyage. Good. Let the good. Let the good temps. Like T E M P S. Temps. I don't know what that is. Let the good times. Let the good times roulette. Let roll. the good times Let the good times roll. roll. We got this figured out. Yeah. We don't need no L- Frenchies. Lazé le bon temps roulet. So let the good. Let the good, good times, times roll. roll. All right. It. Got it. We speak French. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Give me a pretzel. <laughs> All right. So these are. Oh, they smell. See, I'm I'm worried about the spice blend now. You because, are. Because uh, the reason that this uh, this this I'm reacting to this, I'm currently reading the nonfiction book, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah. Which is all about New Orleans. Yeah. And all the or not, I'm not New Orleans. I'm sorry, Haiti. Which is a lot of French influence, yeah, African influence too. But um, there's a lot of like all that, like the whole voodoo culture and voodoo they call it. Yeah, and I know it goes into these spice blends, and it's like human femurs grinded up, and a bunch of other like psychedelic plants and puffer fish and stuff. Right on. So that actually just makes me more excited right, to try right, it. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Let's give it a go. Okay. Let's give these pretzels a go. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Holy shit. Oh, they're nice, dude. That was a kick to the face. They're like kind of sweet and kind of... Mm, say, there's like a little sweetness. It's not a little sweetness. There's a lot of sweetness. But also very savory. I actually, I actually wonder if it's too much sweetness. Hmm. That's interesting. What it's, is that? It's weird because you don't get the sweet until after you crunch a couple times. Yeah. I like them. I think they're good. It's called layering. It's called Lazé Le Bon Temps Roulé. Yeah, those, those are, are delicious. Those are good, man. They're really good. Like yeah, we'll have to snack on these more tonight. Yeah, we need to <laughs> we need to start snacking on pretzels more because I'm because I've I've bought three hundred nine different pretzels and, and they're me, just like stacking up. Give me some bags. I'll take them home. So, all right, cool. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah. So anyway, hi James. What's going on, bud? Not much. How are you? Good. Very good. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what's new in the life of? Pretzel James. Pretzel James. What is Still new? doesn't work. Pre- <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm trying, but it still doesn't work. It's because I already explained to you, Pretzel James is my father. 
I'm pretzel gym, damn it. Um, what is going on? Not much. Yeah. I started learning. Um, I started learning how to code. I, I'm teaching myself how to code. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I'm listening to the fucking the Gen Zers when they say learn how to code, bro. That's fair. Yeah. No, I just I uh, are you building some AI. I well, I'm I'm just sort of, I'm like I'm learning the basics right now to see if it's something that I would be interested in, like learning more of. Mm-hmm. But I'm I don't I don't want to spend I don't want to spend money learning how to do it until I realize whether or not it's something that would actually interest me. Okay. So right now I'm teaching myself Python, and it's going well so far. Oh yeah. I'm like a week into it. Okay. I got some buddies. Uh, on Instagram, who sent me a bunch of resources for like free courses and stuff like that. So I'm learning how to code. Okay, you gonna build us something? I don't know. Once I learn how to build <laughs> stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like in the beginning stages of it still. So it's it's it, like still just sort of like learning the language and stuff like that. So it's cool. It's interesting. It's fun. I feel like a hacker when I'm looking at the black screen and all the like the green. The green writing, and I'm like, yeah, look at this fucking hacker. Except for I'm like learning how to add two plus two. So you're gonna <laughs> so, treat this? You're gonna treat this like your your leather business and just do it for like three years and then give up and try something new? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you're, le- you're, you're learning how to code now. I just figured you're giving up on the leather craft. That's all. You see all these right here? Yeah. These are all these are all orders right here. That looks like that looks like it's written in code to me. These are all orders. From people who are paying me money to make them leather stuff. Oh yeah, I'm not giving up on anything, you <laughs> prick. <laughs> By the way, how's your design going? What design? Yeah, fuck I never, you. I never had a business. Um, yeah, that's what I got going on. And other than that, I didn't hate, you? Didn't I you hate... go see uh, Monster Trucks? No, nope, that's on Sunday. Oh, Sunday, 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 Sunday. So, well, we went to the mall because they're parked in the mall. Dude, right that now. fucking shark monster truck. I, I I got a fucking boner just looking at it. It's, megalo- like, it's megalodon. It's that's, no big deal. That's like fuck Gravedigger. That was right next to it. <laughs> I'm all about the megalodon. Well, well yeah, with Gra- <laughs> with Gravedigger, it's like it's the it's the history. Sure, because he's he's been around for. Is th- Bigfoot still around? Yeah. Okay. But he's not going to be at the show on Sunday. Uh, which Dick, is kind of a bummer. Dickfoot. Yeah. Right. Dickfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> Bigfoot's dickfoot. Uh yeah, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that Bigfoot's not going to be there, but Gravedigger, Gravedigger's been around for 35 yeah. years, dude. Yeah, almost dude. since almost oh. as long as we've been yeah. around. That's crazy. But Megalodon is awesome. It looks like it looks like a street shark. Like it looks like the, like if like Batman had the Batmobile, that would be the street shark mobile. Yeah, what were those what were the sh- the the shark is that what those street were called? Sharks, yeah. Street sharks? Yeah. yeah. The, the there was a cartoon and yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did they actually have a vehicle that looked like that? I don't think so. I, I don't believe so. It seems, no, like, they, they, I, I seems like, like they should have, right? They had motorcycles. Did they? I'm pretty sure they rode around motorcycles. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they should have had a, a Megalodon monster truck, though. Right? Anyway, what have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Like I said, I've been reading uh, Serpent and the Rainbow. It's a very interesting read. Uh, it's weird because it, it, it's um, it's written like a fiction. Like, it's written in, like, story, like a storytelling way. Yeah. As, like, like a lot of nonfiction books are not written that way. Because uh-huh. um, it's like an adventure. It's this guy's... Uh, Wade, um, an anthropologist, right? Yeah, Wade. Uh, fuck, I can't think of his last name. Wade Watts. Wade Watts. Um, he. Uh, it's his account of going to Haiti and trying to figure out the zombie potion. Like it's all real. The movie was based on on actual events. Uh, and it's, and it's just, <laughs> well, it was loosely based on actual. Events. Uh, from what I'm reading in the book, not yet. Everything's pretty much the same. 
Like it's they really didn't. I mean, I'm sure the ending's probably very different, but like thus far, like the whole like first half of the book versus the first half of the movie, it's pretty on par. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, and just reading just all this weird shit that he actually went through down there is fucking bizarre to think that it was actually real. Um, but that's cool. When was um, that? When did he go down there? The like seventies or eighties? Eighties. Yeah. Eighties or yeah, well, the, 80s. the movie came out in the early 90s 90s yeah, yeah. so it was the uh, late 80s right on um but yeah uh i just um had a rendezvous before i came here to pick up an electronic dream phone <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> dream phone the game the game dream phone yeah yeah <laughs> um however i i opened the box to come to find that it's missing the dream phone <laughs> which um i'm a little bit pissed about because you can't play dream phone without the dream phone james yeah, um, it's, it's a little cumbersome. Were you planning on playing Dream? No, Phone? I was planning on selling it because <laughs> Dream Phone turns out is worth a lot of money. How much is it worth? Uh, it sells regularly on eBay between like eighty five and one fifty, depending on the uh, condition. Like opened, like yeah. even if it's open. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, they're most they're almost all well, open yeah, at this I point. Mean, yeah, a sealed, one, a sealed one would probably sell for like three hundred bucks, honestly. Yeah, I bet it would be even more than that. Maybe, it? possibly, depending. But, uh, but yeah, no, I found some some lady that was selling it for two dollars. Now I know why. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can get that straightened out. But uh, I also picked up Thirteen Dead End Drive, the original. That's fucking a, baller, that's right? A, that's a good game. And then something else that I can't mention here because it's going to go probably to somebody else who listens to the show like, at least occasionally. So I can't mention it here. But uh, yeah, if, if they listen to the show only occasionally. Then they don't get that thing. Oh, you're right. I get it. You're right. <laughs> All right, James. Well, I don't think you care about it, but I'll give it to you afterwards. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, no. I uh, other shit going on. Not much, man. Right on. Just kind of been. Yeah. Uh, it's just been. We've we keep having fucking snow. Like another snowstorm last snowing. night. That's there's. <laughs> I was talking to one of my but uh well a few of my friends the other day and I said it's got to be kind of humbling for the there was the meteorologist here in Detroit who put out an article in like early February and he says, I'm pretty confident in saying I'm going to call it now that winter is officially over. <laughs> like, oh man, it must be kind of humbling to know that a well, fucking groundhog is more reliable than you. <laughs> and you fairness, went to school for this. In fairness, everybody knows that about the meteorologists, at least in Michigan. Yeah. They're I, always wrong. I so. know, I know. And the weather is, it's, I, I get it. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to predict, but like, come on. Well, on the early side, fe- like I think, I think a, a good rule of thumb is don't don't get on the internet and put out to the entire world that you think winter is over. Yeah, in yeah. Michigan, in, in early February. On the bright side, because you're going to look like an asshole. On the bright side, yeah. Springs in ten days. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you wouldn't know it because there's five inches of snow on the ground right now. What's, but what's yeah. the fir- first day of spring? Is March it's literally 21st, ten days from now? So right, yeah. Is today the eleventh? Today's the tenth. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah. 20th, well. be the 20th then. But according to the sign outside of the landscaping company that I pass every day to work, today is day 10. All right. So, we're almost in single digits, and it's fucking freezing outside. As long as it's in the high, at least the high 40s by Lenane Rouge, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was coming up, actually. Hopefully, Lenane Rouge will actually be like, there hopefully. this year. Yeah, jeez, last year was so stupid, And dude. hopefully, I won't get crazy drunk by the end of the night 
I mean, we, we got a lot to make up for from last year. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time too. It just ended. <laughs> it just ended poorly. <laughs> well, I think you were. It wasn't. You weren't even so much drunk as you were mad about other people. We. Being... I got into it with one of our friends, and that kind of spilled over into home life. And Actually, it, it you was, got it you got into bad. it with one of our friends, and then toward the end of the day, you got into it with another one of the friends because he was too drunk. Did John, I? John just oh, disappeared. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about it. And then Cameron and then Cameron Jesus showed up and tried to hand him a beer and you took it out of his hand and well, threw it on the ground. Camera Jesus should know better well, than to uh give my friend Don't give my friend free beer. Yeah. You piece of shit. Street beer. John John's not going this year, you know. Is he not? No. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm not I don't want to repeat of last year, so I'm just gonna hang <laughs> just, home. Just I was like, Yeah, just drink. don't drink that much. Instead he's gonna send his pregnant wife. That's his plan. She's coming. Well, I mean she's more fun anyway. <laughs> yeah, <so>. she is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, she can drive us. <laughs> yep, yep. That's the one. All right, um, anyway, that's yeah. that's our those are our, that's our that's our messed up life. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of messed up things, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? All right, so last week, what did we get wrong? We got some stuff wrong. We did. I mean, it's bound to happen every once in a while. Uh, just once in a while. <laughs> it hasn't happened in literally like three years. So, um, According to villains.fandom.com, which I actually I, I visit quite often. like the villains, Oh, do you? Like the villains wiki. Oh, you ever, okay. you ever oh, go well, on there? Well, yeah. 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 It's a pretty cool website, actually. I don't actually go there. Like, <clears throat> I don't type in the actual website no, I to don't go either. there, it's but I reference like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the killer in Slumber Party Massacre Part 2 is referred to as the Driller Killer. Yes. And speaking of the Driller Killer, he was played by Atanas Illich. Yes, the Illich family, not the is, Ford family. He's the son of Mike Illich, who um, he's a very famous man here in Michigan. He's the founder of Little Caesars Pizza, so you're welcome, world. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> um, owner of the Detroit Red Wings, owner of the Detroit Tigers, and uh, well-known philanthropist here in Detroit. So, And um, you're talking to his one-time uh, chauffeur. Oh, really? I've told you that story before. Yeah, but I probably forgot it. He was at my, uh, at my work for a funeral, and his uh, driver was not around or whatever, so he came out. And this is before. He, he, was, he was old, but he wasn't feeble quite yet. Mm-hmm. And he tossed me his keys and said, hey. Drive me to the corner. I got to get a card. <laughs> hey, kid. Drive me to the corner. Yeah. So I drove Mike Illich I'm uh, fucking, I'm to, dr- the, to the corner. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk. All right. Drive me to the corner. Yes, sir. Um, um, Driller Killer is also from 1979, the original. Oh. The actual movie Driller Killer. Yeah. Right on, right so, on. So two separate things. Uh, the Leviathan Whale was discovered in 2008. Oh. So, okay. yeah. Henry. Uh, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> Herman Melville would not have been referring to a le- leviathan whale in nope. Moby Dick. I'm pretty sure Moby Dick was just a whale, a, an albino sperm whale. Sperm whale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. A white sperm whale. <laughs> Come on, we know what you're talking about, Hermie. All right, um, and, and the whale swallowed. Yeah, it did. the man. Hell yeah, it did. Yeah, it's like it's like a reverse. Yeah. This is this is some testimonial shit. I it's think like on uh, Herbert's uh, <laughs> Herman or Herman. <laughs> um, the original PlayStation was released in North America in 1995. Okay, September of 1995. Okay. I, had, I think I said what 94. Uh, I think you said 97. I say 97. Something okay. like that. But yeah. And when I said bell jar last week, I was actually referring to uh, about the chamber that they would send divers up and down in. 
to actually call the diving bell, not yeah, a bell oh, jar. Oh, bell jar. Yeah, okay. Bell jar is a thing that they is used in a lab, like a um a jar that you put over and I think they can be used to like suck the air out. Okay. Like you cover something with a bell jar and then suck air out of out of the jar. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I would need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But a diving bell is what I was referring to. Okay. So um, do you have any more? The only thing that I have is not a correction, but uh, a continuation of something. Uh, I mentioned how the band Tantric was formed out of the remnants of the guys who got fired from Days of the New. In your life. Yeah. I want you to take a stab. Stab in the dark. You want me to take a stab? A stab. <laughs> uh, take a stab in the dark at how many members Tantric has had over the years. How many people have come and gone out of this band? Well, when you're talking about Tantra, Tantric, how many people have come? <laughs> None, because it goes on forever. <laughs> just just ask Gordon. What the hell's Sting's real name? Gord, Gordon. Is it really? It? Gordon? Yeah. Now really? I gotta look it up. Sting's real name is Gordon. G- 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 Gordon Matthew Sumner. Oh, well, Gordon Sumner. <laughs> yeah, there's that old there was that old jo- joke about I see about, why he uh, went by Sting. <laughs> there was a uh Dana Carvey used to tell a joke about it about how uh like Sting was so cool that he, you know, he just came came up with his own nickname one day and told all of his buddies like, "Fellas, would you would you call me Sting from now on?" And they're like, "Okay, Gordo." <laughs> um yeah, but uh, I'm gonna say how many members should I like really overshoot I, it? I, I'm just just what do you think would be impressive? The first number that popped into my head was 27. 27. Yeah. 26. Really? Yep. You're you, wow, you almost dude. got it. <laughs> 26 members. 26 have been members. I can't like. There's 26 people who wanted to be in tantric. That's that's what the, the fucking fuck, crazy dude? part. That's crazy. Uh, yep. Uh, why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I gotta. Is it anybody notable? I or? don't. No, I don't think so. I mean, they came from fucking tantric, so I doubt it. Wow. Oh, that's dude. that's the pinnacle of your life. When you when you join tantric, oh, that's you it. made it, dude. That's it. But um, anyway, then that's all I got. Oh my god, look at this! Yeah, the, I, I, it wasn't even, the, it wasn't even like a concern of mine until I saw the list just running down the side of the Wikipedia. I'm on there, uh, yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and my god, I don't think I've ever seen a band that has had a longer list of. No, that's incredible. Yeah, maybe Cradle of Filth. They've gone through a lot of members too. Yeah, but theirs is different though. Like they have like they go through phases. I feel like. Um, wow. Yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway, James, uh, what are we doing this week? All right. So this week, uh, Bad Brew. Yeah. We, we haven't done a Bad Brew in over two years. Do you know that? Has it really been that long? Yep. Our last Bad Brew was Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Wow. Okay. And it was in December of 2020. No shit. I didn't think it had been that. I knew it had been a while. I didn't think it had been that long, though. Yeah. I, I listened See, to the first few minutes. I it was we had just we had that day the day that we recorded we had uh, celebrated my son's ninth birthday. Yeah, and my son is now eleven. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> isn't that, isn't yeah. that, can you like that's crazy? Yeah. How have we not done a bad brew in over two years? I don't because you know why? Because we just keep. We used to do more bad brews when we would pick a month ahead because we would specifically put them in the drawing pot. Yeah. Lately, we've just been kind of going for a lot more new movies, sure. you, know, you know, good double features or or whatever. But two years? 
Hey, man. That seems crazy We to haven't me. done like an actor spotlight either, really. We did a director spotlight. We did, we did a director spotlight. That was like the only specialty episode we've done in a long time. Man, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, we got to get back into it. That's weird. But Yeah, uh, we were we were actually recording remotely the yeah. last time we did a Bad Brew. Fucking crazy. Because of freaking COVID. Yep. Um, so this week we're doing Bad Brew, the Hellboy remake remake it's a remake yeah prequel no no it's a, it's a straight up remake it's completely unconnected to to what came before it uh i have a lot to go into the history of the making of this movie oh for god's sake um well no it's interesting <laughs> no it, i know it, I'm it, joking. It actually it helps in in understanding what it was that we got from this movie uh-huh. um but yeah no we we talked about hellboy last week and uh obviously we got the idea of doing it for this week and i'm happy we did because i had been wanting to see this movie for a very long time yeah and just never it's you know there's some movies you just don't see once this a, is one of them once again like time is flying by right now you thought this came out like six months ago i, can't, I thought it came out like maybe last year no <laughs> it's it's been out for four years almost yeah. oh 2019 yeah fuck's sake nope. dude I hate this. I hate um, getting old, dude. Like time is going by so fast. Yep. And with um and with a new Hellboy on the horizon, because they've been talking about that. Oh boy. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll all get right. Into it. So to go with that, we have Pandemonium Pale Ale from yeah. Shorts Brewing right here in beautiful sunny Michigan. Yeah. Did you look up uh did you look up a description? Yeah. Yes. Sunny, sunny Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the sun's been out. Yeah, it's sunny. Yeah. It's, it's just, just the shitty. sun is glaring off of the lily white snow into yeah. my beautiful blue eyes yeah. and I'm tortured by Currently, it. Currently Michigan is the tummy that is getting spewed on by the clouds. The tummy? Yeah. Did you say you, you pull out and go Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's even more disturbing that you called it the tummy. Like <laughs> <laughs> you never played tummy sticks? <laughs> no, it's just it's just like a, a ew, dude. <laughs> it's so gross. All right, this is Pandemonium Pale Ale. Behold, the bitter hysteria of a penultimate classic shorts brew drug up from the depths of hell, uh, our recipe vault, to please the most passionate of pale ale pursuers. On the tummy. <laughs> Glacier hops flow forth with bountiful bitterness and earthy aromas for a brew that will satiate the hottest hop heads out there. Pour yourself a glass and think about the choices you've made, friendo. It's a 5.9 percenter. Yeah. With 49 IBUs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get out of here with Ooh, that. It looks like, it looks like caramel. Uh, so it, it, it the... Uh, the name of this beer won't necessarily give Pan- away why we're well. Pandemonium demon is in the name. Well, pan pandemo and pan, pan yeah. Right, we're stretching, but yeah, yeah. But also there's, but also there's a uh, there's a there's a, a picture of a demon, the devil. It's like a little baby demon. It's like it, a little baby Hellboy. It actually looks quite a lot like Hellboy crawling out of the pit. Yeah. In the scene in this movie yeah. when he crawls out of the pit. Yeah. As a baby. Oh, I want to tell my firstborn that's 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 what happened when they were born. You crawled out of the pit. As you crawl <laughs> as you as you burst forth from the pit. Um yeah. Alright, so let's give this a try. Mm, let's see here. Hey, we haven't had a ooh, shorts. It smells really good. We haven't had a shorts in quite a while. Mm, I like that. Ooh, got some oh, oh, ooh, got a little head on my nose. Got some oh. Oh, oh got a little foam on my tummy. Cheers, sir. <laughs> Gross, dude. All right. 
Yep. Man, that's I, a good beer. I like that. That's a dude. good beer. I feel like we've had really heavy beers lately. So having a little bit of a lighter, <laughs> like refreshing beer is is it's quite nice. See, but like the I the thing that stood out the most to me is like the bitter I like the bitterness. It's very, of no, it. it's very bitter. I like but, it. But it's not bitter in like a not a bad way. It's yeah. It, isn't it strange how something that can be like fundamentally off-putting like bitter can be refreshing in the right context? Yeah. Because that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's dude, delicious. I like delicious. that. It's like Hellboy. It's like Hellboy. Yeah. You know? It's a little bit bitter, but you kind of like it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's what we're drinking and that's what we're talking about. It is time now, friends, to get into Trailer Trashed. All right, pretzel Jim. Yeah, dude. Chowing down on some pretzels over there. Hell yeah, I am. Like a real, like a real guy. That's what I'm always doing, dude. <laughs> like right. a real guy. Uh, we don't got one. We don't got two. We don't got five. We got three. Do we really? Yeah, we got three this week. Wow. Um, you're let's really, see. You're really I'm going to town this week, huh? Hacking them in. This one uh, is a movie called The Tank. It's about our good friend Tank. It's a documentary on his life. Oh. Yeah, right? I just heard from Tank yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, making making time for him. I see how it is. I make time for you every week, just dude. Getting, getting pushed down the totem pole here. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a monster movie. It's called The Tank. I don't know anything about it. Let's watch it. Cool. Mom, I think Reggie's eating his brother. Oh, Reggie, he's bad axolotl. You know, if we took him out of the water, he would hunt on land. What would he hunt? Anything that moves. <laughs> Some families have secrets. It just looks like a good, fun creature feature. Yeah, and it's all practical effects, which is really nice. Did that they shows through? Did they give it away at the beginning? Like she says, they're looking at an axolotl on a tank, and she says, "Oh, if you let that out, it would hunt. It would hunt whatever I mean, it wants." Maybe because it, it does kind of have that that look to it. That, it's almost like the uh, like the alligator in the sewer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this- oh, they had a they had this pet lizard that they didn't know what to do with anymore, so they just threw it in the water tank underneath the house. And yeah. It grew to an enormous size, and now it's hunting people. That being said, this looks like the movie that Crawl should have been. <laughs> That's what this looks like. No, shut up. <laughs> That's not even uh, this, this, not even in the same ballpark. This does look really good, though. I, I like the juxtaposition of the really happy music over the really freaky creature feature stuff. I mean, I mean that, that like, works well. That's like standard fare for... Nowadays, for yeah. But, but some, some use it trailers. better than others. Yeah, some yeah. use it better than others. Yeah, I it looked really it, good. It works. Plus, it, just a cool setting. Like uh, yeah. like this old property that they didn't know was uh, like gifted to them. Or? Like their, well, their mother died. His yeah, mother like died, left It was in the will or yeah. something. Yeah, don't sell that property. That's fucking gorgeous. I'm, and then again, though, I suppose if you never, if you can't afford to like fly out there all the time, well, and also get rid of it. You don't know what the offer is. <laughs> you know, they like said if it was an amazing it was offer. Like, it was like beachfront prop or like uh like up on a hill looking over the the ocean. They probably offered them like what, like couple couple, couple, couple grand? million, couple grand, couple yeah, <laughs> easily two three thousand dollars. Yeah, take it, baby. You know yeah. how many pizzas you can buy with that, dude? That's like a ninety five Ford Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that looks really as, good. That's called the, the tank. As the previous owner of a Ford Explorer, I can tell you, <laughs> that's the good life. That's the good good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. that, looks, that looks good. I like Moving that. on to our next trailer. This is a title that we are both familiar with. Uh, Becky. Becky. Remember when we saw Becky in uh, theaters? Becky. And it was amazing. Yes. Well, Becky's grown up. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, she's she's she's. Looking, looking to fucking kill some more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. She's looking pretty crazy. So uh, this is the teaser trailer to the new Becky movie called Wrath of Becky. Wrath of Becky. Here we go. Diego, attack. <laughs> Damn. Yep. <laughs> Don't even need to see a full trailer already in. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, I ju- is, is it? Is it? Uh, I didn't. I couldn't tell. I because we talked over Sean William Scott's part. Yeah. Because we were both excited to see him. Because I do like him. I do too. Um, Goon is the best. One of the best sports movies ever made. By the Can way, if, if you've never seen. <laughs> Two things, man. <laughs> Stay away from my Percocet. And do you got any Percocet? And you got any fucking Percocet, man? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I didn't hear what he said. Is is she? She's obviously. It looks like she's training almost. Like oh yeah. She's, there's like a training montage. I don't. I, I hope it's still like a like a threat sort of thing. Like a like she's she's I, being, like i don't want her to be i feel like she's the threat now do you think so going after the bad guys that's how i oh feel. well that's fine yeah like i don't i just like i don't want her to become just like some killer you know what i mean no no i don't think she would do that i think that the the experiences of the first movie though totally fucked her up and now she's going yeah. after like anyone bad or whatever like who knows what the actual plot's about but that's cool like, i'm into it vigilante justice kind of shit yeah. she's got a patch on her orange coveralls that says fuck off and die that's rad yep uh i love the quick cuts like the it looks like a like a training montage also sort of like but like with how quick the cuts are almost like a um evil dead sort of thing a little bit yeah you know what i'm talking about like when ash is like you know i'm talking like preparing the oh uh, yeah you know yeah Mm -hmm. you know the the, oh yeah classic look um the the quick cuts yeah exactly Uh, I'm stoked about that one, yeah, dude. Same, yeah, same. That looks awesome. All right. Uh, one last trailer for the week, and this is just a fun one because we've talked about it on the show before. And um, why not do it? It's fun. It's it's not really horror. It's genre adjacent, but it's from our childhood, so why not? This is the trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, sweet. Have you seen this yet? No, I haven't. All right. So this is the movie that's called Mutant Mayhem. It's a uh, directed directed or written by written by Seth Rogen. Um, he okay. also voices characters. Tons of that whole crew voices these characters and sure. whatnot. Um, anyway, but yeah, this is uh, this is just for fun. But this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> prefer the term ooze but yeah it's like more like it's just nice. it, it, it rolls off the tongue better yeah ooze. 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 it's nice right ooze. it's ooze. john cena yep 
dude. That looks fun. It looks super fun. Um, Jackie Chan voices Splinter. Oh, really? Well, did, didn't Jackie Chan... Who was the voice of Splinter in the in the Michael Bay? Nah, I don't think movies. it was Jackie Chan. Who I don't believe so. Who was it? I, I I have no idea. I've only ever seen one of those movies, so no idea. But um, this looks super fun. The art style to me is awesome. Yeah, it's it, interesting. It's like uh it's it's almost claymation, but it's obviously digital. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of uh God, what is the name? It uh Backwater. There's a short there's a short film on YouTube that I I showed you years ago and it's called um it's called like uh Backwater uh Backwater Gospel. Okay. I don't remember Do this. you remember that no, at all? No, I don't. And it, it was it was oh man, I got to show it to you okay. again. But the okay. the animation style is exactly like that. Okay. But Backwater Gospel was a lot more drab and like almost uh, like like almost unsaturated like there was it was almost black and white but not not well this white. is vibrant as yeah well, this but... is very vibrant but the animation style is exactly the same okay okay uh that looks cool man it, like I'm... it looks like freaks and geeks but with ninja turtles yeah. that's honestly the vibe that i get from it. yeah for sure and it makes sense because of who wrote it who's in it all sure, that kind yeah. of stuff but like that's really what it feels like and i feel like it's the first time you know they've tried to do ninja turtles as like Prepubescent teenagers, you know, like like, early, like really really early teenagers mm-hmm. and their kids. I feel like it's 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 worked in the past, but not like this. Like yeah. they literally feel like 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 young teenagers, right? And it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like just, I don't know. Uh, it just it just seems great. It's it's fu- like it's almost like uh, there's because there's there's parts where um like especially toward the end there where uh, April is talking to them and asking them a question or something mm-hmm. like that and they're all kind of answering at the same time it almost seems like you couldn't script that like you would just give them a basic outline and then you would just let the actors just sort of just feels very natural right yeah yeah it feels conversational and natural and like but that's how that those group of guys are though like right. seth rogan and all of it it's all well, improv it's, to yeah begin it's with. mostly improv so it makes you wonder how much of it was recorded before they actually animated it I think most stuff is. is these, I think most stuff. I don't know these a lot about is, animation. Is that how they do it? I I I I think most stuff these days. I, I actually they probably it, have a storyboard. They know what to follow, and then right. They, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that would I listen. I'm not a big animation guy, so I'm a big animation guy. I just don't know the process of it. But I'm I'm pretty. Oh, yeah? What's I'm, your favorite animation? What's my favorite animation? Yeah, yeah. three, two, one. Go. This movie. <laughs> when I say I'm a big animation guy, I just mean like I like animated movies. I'm but you're not gonna a... pull some like super deep cut out of your ass. That's all. Oh well, I do like this backwater gospel <laughs> short film. Uh, that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen on YouTube. Cop out. Um, my favorite animation. I don't know. I'd have to like. Th- I'd have to think about it for a little while. It's easy for me. Is it? What yeah. is it? Aladdin. Aladdin? It's my favorite. It's my favorite animated movie. Love it. I watched that movie so many times as a kid. And even as an adult, I can watch it and enjoy it the same. I've seen a lot of other, even adult animation, a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That one does it for me. I would have to, I would have to, I've watched so many animated movies in the past 11 years because I have kids. Sure. That I would have to like a lot of them from my childhood, a lot of new ones, mm-hmm. 
Like, I love Wreck-It Ralph. I think Wreck-It Ralph is an amazing movie. Uh, I don't know, but, like, my favorite, I'd have to get back to you. Wreck-It Ralph is just the animated version of Ready Player One. <laughs> it's very similar. Different plot, but, like, the point, like, the way that the movie is, like, laid out, the world and whatnot, it's kind of, it's, they're very similar. Like, Kissing Cousins. Uh Oh, well, you're thinking of, like, Ready Player One, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, sort of. The, the, you still need to finish the book. I do. I'm going to restart it, obviously, when I when I do, but yeah. The book's good. You yeah. need to listen to the book because Will Wheaton... I will listen to it. I will, will listen to it. Will Wheaton <laughs> does such a good job with the, the narration. Uh, Yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> All right. Not to, not to cut you off or anything. All right. That's trailer trashed. We're going to... We're going to... We're Fuck, dude. I still can't. I can't... I. All right. Can I, get, can I take a stab? Yes. Go for it. That was trailer trashed. Time for the news, boy. But it's not the news. It's the bleed feed. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> the bleed Alright, James. Alright, news flash. Yeah. Next week I'm gonna have this all sorted out. What's that? I don't know. I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna be able to roll from the corrections to what we're doing. Oh yeah. From the from what we're doing to trailer trashed and from trailer trashed to the bleed feed. Oh yeah. Smoothly. I, I don't believe you. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Prove me wrong. What are we uh what are we betting on here? I don't know. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you a beer out of this cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yes. Uh, so last week, we apparently missed the death of Tom Sizemore. I had no idea that he passed away. Well, I actually, yeah, I didn't I didn't know about it until the next morning because we were watching the news and they, sure. they mentioned something. So he actually passed away on uh, uh, the day that we were recording last Friday. It was earlier in the day, but... Sure. Um, I mean, we we tend to stick to like horror actors or, or guys that have had a big impact in the horror community. Sure, uh, yeah. Sizemore wasn't exactly that, but he's a big enough actor to where we should have mentioned him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, he was Saving Private Ryan, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down. Did a lot of war movies, obviously. Um, he was in uh, Heat, which is one of the greatest movies ever fucking made. Yeah, I need to watch it. You've always told me oh, God, great things so about good, it. Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, he was in Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead, which is maybe his closest from at least to my knowledge his closest thing of being in uh something genre related mm -hmm. but um yeah he was 61 years old uh so it looks like he had like a brain aneurysm. yeah he had a he had a massive uh brain aneurysm and actually i think fell into a coma uh on february 18th yeah it was so it was mm -hmm. almost a month ago uh, he never woke up from that and then passed away crazy, while man. in hospital. So. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, only 61 years old. He has 17-year-old twin sons. Like, just awful, you know? I mean, he did a, he did a lot you, of... Thought, for some reason, I thought you were going to say he had seven, 17 twin sons. He had 17 <laughs> twin sons, which has never been wow. done before. Wow. Quite amazing. 17, especially since, like, how do you have an odd number of sons, right? I, well... <laughs> You have sex seventeen times and they all take. No, yeah, I, no, I was thinking like seventeen total. Yeah. You can't have seventeen twins. Why not? Because it's an odd number. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, anyway, he's got young sons. Like, it's just uh, just very tragic. Um, he, he did some hard living. He did. So it he was, did. You know, and he wasn't without his uh, detractors. No, no. Uh, Between the drugs and there were some, uh, some drugs abuse and allegations. Drugs and there some allegations of abuse and stuff yeah. uh, uh, years ago. And yeah, not, not great, but uh, still, you know. Still, uh, still, uh, I hate the fact that that's a common occurrence. What that in Hollywood, you hear that about a lot of guys, you know. I mean, you with, hear that about past, you hear that about a lot of <laughs> you hear that about a lot of guys in general. Yeah, hey, yeah. don't abuse women. How about hey, that? Hey, hey, don't do it, <laughs> just just don't do it. But also, rest in peace to Tom Sizemore. Well, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, moving on here, uh, we have lots of um, just, just announcements and whatnot. Uh, okay. first being is that The Exorcist, David Gordon Green, uh, and um, what's his fuck? Um, Danny McBride, uh, their new take on The Exorcist has wrapped filming the sexorcist so the first uh well that's that's been that's from that's, the 90s it's already been done early 90s uh-huh. um but yeah uh their new their first of three films in their new exorcist trilogy has wrapped filming uh i'm very excited for this movie not so much excited for the sequels if their halloween uh <laughs> trajectory has anything to do with it uh so we'll see uh it's a here's the thing if they shit the bed on another series and make two very lackluster sequels to a first great movie. I feel like that could be very detrimental to at least David Gordon Green's well, career. You're also basing this off of your opinion entirely. Box office, box office opinion too. I don't give a shit about the box office. Well, too. but people that make movies do, and they care about critical reviews. So. I I make movies. Well, you don't. <laughs> I hate to that's, break it to you. That's a fair point. That's actually a fair point. Um, so I, um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the first movie. It's where he goes after that, where I feel like, in my opinion, you're right, my opinion, but he really just shits the bat after that. So yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Eli Ross. Well, I, I think you have to make room, though, for the second for the second movie to suck. You don't have to. Well, you have to if 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 it's following the same trajectory as the original Exorcist films. Touche. First Touché. one was amazing. Second one was terrible. Third one. Third was, one Third though, one was amazing. The third one though, the Friedkin of you know the director of the first movie was supposed to do it, but then didn't do it, and the writer ended up directing it. So Danny McBride is going to be directing the third movie. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the trajectory. Did Blatty do the yeah. s- the third movie? Yeah, Blatty did the third movie. But the third movie was awesome. Yeah, so great. Yeah, if, so if Danny McBride can <laughs> can jump up and 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 make it a, an amazing Exorcist three, maybe, then... maybe. Uh, let's see here. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving is going to be released in theaters, which I thought for sure this could this was going to be more of like a streaming thing. Nope, TriStar is putting it in theaters as of right now, so that's that's interesting. The movie starting um, <clears throat> starring uh, social media sensation Addison Ray. Oh fuck! Yep. Really? And Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> okay. Yep, that's uh that's something that's happening. Uh, you just lost me. Yeah. You just lost me. Stop! Don't put social media stars in like just because they're a star doesn't make them a good actor but maybe this will be like the scream treatment where they kill her the very first act i can only maybe hope. she's the turkey i can only hope dude right she might be because i'm 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 aware of her like she's not 
She's not funny. She's not anything. I don't want to see her. I don't even know who she is. She's just she's just one of the like she does TikTok. Is she attractive? She does TikTok dances. Oh, so no. Okay. That's all, that's yep. all she does. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on to other movies. Uh, Sam Raimi has not closed the door on a Drag Me to Hell two. In fact, in an, uh, a Reddit AMA chat this past weekend, he said that his team is actually currently working on pitches oh, to yeah. make Drag Me to Hell two work. So that's fun. Um, okay. That won't happen for years, but you know. Uh, speaking of other, <laughs> yeah, we're sequels, already what fifteen years out. Yeah, yeah. Since, from the last one. Wow. Speaking of other sequels, uh, the creators of Haunt have uh, officially said that Haunt Two is in the works. So we are getting a Haunt Two. Sweet, that's, uh, that's fun. And then also, we talked about this a whole bunch. It's back in the news. Beetlejuice Two is back in the news. Okay. Uh, this week, though, it's it's good news because apparently. And this gives this gives the the whole thing validity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh off of her work with uh, Tim Burton in Wednesday, Jenna Ortega is in talks to play Lydia's daughter. Oh, in Beetlejuice two, which tells me, I mean, which tells me they have a script, or or they go, she kind of looks like her from back in the day. Write a script where she has a daughter. Either or. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, but she's kind of perfect for it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I, Jenna like, I, brings... I mean, was, was, was Lydia not just, I mean, Lydia was essentially her Wednesday Adams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's that, perfect. Yeah. That works. The thing is though, fine. is that like Jenna Ortega, in my opinion, brings more, um, more uh, weight to the cast than any of the returning people from the original Beetlejuice, right. outside of maybe Michael Keaton. I think having her as a part of the cast is more important than even having Winona Ryder back, which is blasphemous, but it's true. In terms of like how the studios are going to look at it and push it forward. Yeah. Eh, well, carries, yeah. I, well, yeah. As far as right as now. far as her current relevance, yeah, sure. But yeah. why don't Winona Ryder with her, you know, with Stranger Things is like still she's still not very though, relevant. She's relevant, but she's not box office draw. She's not. Yeah. Neither is Michael Keaton at this point. I, and don't get me wrong, Michael Keaton is having a resurgence right now, which only helps this cause. But Michael Keaton, though, as a leading man, box office draw. Those days have passed. I wouldn't. Mm, I, I would say that Jenna Ortega is is probably even more of a draw to this movie than he is. I think Jenna Ortega is the the box like any anybody born before nineteen ninety one. That's a totally random number. Sure, but any anybody born before then will be drawn to the box office. By Winona Ryder and by and especially by Michael Keaton reprising the role of Beetlejuice, of course they will. I would go to see G- Jenna Ortega is there to draw in the younger crowd. Well, sure, that's that's probably not untrue because um, uh, most people who know the original Beetlejuice movie probably have no idea who Jenna Ortega is. Well, unless they're horror fans, but well, I, I'd imagine the Venn sure. diagram crosses over quite a bit in that mm. in that respect, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm excited for it, and I think she actually should be in that movie. I think she's perfect for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, last bit of news here. Uh, Godzilla news, James. Back in the 90s, uh, 1997 to be exact, 
There was 250 episodes of a show called Godzilla Island. Really? They were like three minute long episodes. Oh. And uh, finally, for the first time ever, they are being made public via the Godzilla YouTube page. They're putting them up one at a time, I think once a week. So 250 weeks worth, if you if they actually stick to it, uh, of these of this show called Godzilla Island. Here's what's awesome about it. It's so low budget that they have like real acting and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But Godzilla and the rest of the monsters and all of the, the landscapes, not only are the landscapes obviously like miniatures, mm-hmm. but like Godzilla and the other monsters are just toys. <laughs> like <laughs> they're literally just like the Godzilla like action figures that they moved around and brought to life really? <laughs> mixed in with this with these live action actors. And it's amazing. It's not, I don't know if it's amazing good. I'm just happy it exists because what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's how amazing it that's is. That's fine, but like the the one thing that the one thing that jumps into my mind is if they're like if they're actually gonna only release one episode per week. It's a long time. That's five years. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's gonna They'll probably end up just dumping them, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna Who say knows? like maybe maybe drop like twenty five of them at a time or something like that. I don't know. I saw like, this. Nobody, nobody's gonna keep up with this this channel that's dropping one three minute video every week for five years. They no. just, they just won't. Probably not. You know what I mean? I'm excited though because I'm just like, once these are all released, that's like a that's like a three part movie you could edit together. Hmm. <laughs> you know, hmm. of Toy Godzilla. <laughs> You've heard of Shin Godzilla. Here's Toy Godzilla. <laughs> anyway, that's your news for the week. All right. That's what we're leaving you with. Really going out with a bang. Yep. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to eat some voodoo pretzels. Fuck yeah, we are. Damn, dude. And uh, when we get back, we're going to we're gonna decide whether or not Hellboy 2019 is as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah. You know. Is it a bad brew? Or like Pandemonium Pale Ale, is it... Bitter, yet delicious. Who knows, James? Who knows? Stick around. We know. Find out. Yeah, baby. Fucking. Yeah. Hell, boy! (laughs) Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. James. Yeah, dog. We uh we have quite the tale to unravel this week. Yes, we do. Uh it's a bad brew. Meaning that this movie didn't exactly fare too well in uh the public eye or the critical eye. Nope. I think and she's uh sitting at a what is it, seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, yep. That's critic score. Audience score is better, 48%. That's not good. Still not great. Still not great. And uh, we are here to decide whether or not Hellboy from 2019, directed by Neil Marshall. These are all things that should be good, right? Mm -hmm. So are they. Hellboy, Neil Marshall, 
David Harbour, Harbour, Ian McShane, Mila Jovovich, Mila Jovovich, babe, forget about it. <laughs> like all things that you, if you put them in a pot, it should taste delicious. Yeah. So should. join us for the next riveting 45 minutes of podcast bliss <laughs> and we'll tell you whether it was or not. Yes. Um, yeah. So Hellboy, obviously the uh, remake of the Guillermo del Toro movie from the comic book from, from Mike uh, Magnolia. Um, you always throw an extra I in his name. There's no. It's Magnolia. No, Mag- Magnolia, Magnolia. It's M-I-G-N-O-L-A. And, but the G I think is silent. You, Magnolia. Yeah, but I think it's Magnolia. But you're putting an an I after the L, and there's no I after the L. So you're, it's you're, you're, you're so saying Manola? it like you're saying it like Magnolia. Yeah, I think that's probably what I have in my head. Is is the G silent? I think the G is silent. So it's Mino, Minoya. Min, Min, <laughs> yeah, you did it too. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Mike M- Minolia. Mino, no, Min- Minola. 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 Sure. That doesn't sound right. I don't know you. You sure it's not Mignola? It's not Mignola. It's not. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I've always heard it said without the G. Min, min, minno, <laughs> I guess if you were doing it without the G, maybe it would have that minolia sound. Maybe I'm right. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, that'll be a correction for next week. Yeah. But um, the first two Hellboy movies are, in my opinion, masterpieces. I love Del Toro. I mean, who doesn't love Del Toro? Of course. <laughs> Josh. Ah. Um, but... <laughs> His first Hellboy movie was a fucking great superhero romp of a movie. Like, it was great. It was a great watch. And then you get Hellboy 2, uh, The Golden Army, and it's like, it, it, it's it's everything you love from the first movie elevated to like a craftsmanship that is unparalleled. Like it's Guillermo del Toro's like, like all the, the effects and the practical creatures and everything that he made in that movie to me was like, it's one of his masterpieces. So you're talking about the golden army yeah. at this point. Yeah. See, I actually don't, I haven't seen that movie since original, original Hellboy came out in 2004. That sounds about right. I believe. And then golden army came out in, I mean, I imagine probably 2006. Right, somewhere around there, sure. We'll look it up, but I I haven't seen it since my first viewing. Okay, I might I might have seen it twice, but I don't remember liking the Golden Army as much as I like the original. Okay, that's fair. Um, I would urge you to rewatch it with fresh eyes, and because, I, because I will. It's, yeah, in my opinion, the second one is is it's not even just that it's better than the first one; it's so far superior. It's not. Even oh, fun. really? In my opinion, yes. Okay. Okay. I think I just uh and and see I was never like I was never heavy into the I was aware of the 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 graphic novels. Was it comic books? Were they comic books or graphic They're, novels? Yeah, comics. Like yeah. Um I was aware of them. I was never really super into them or anything like that. I've never read them myself. However, I did read some portions of them for trying to understand this new movie. Mhm. And now it makes me want to go back and get all the graphic novels and read them. Because so they are I, graphic Because novels. I just... Well, no. Well, the graphic well, novels yeah. are, are the collections of the comics. Okay, yeah. But, all right. Um, um, but yeah, it makes me want to go back and read all the original ones because it's something that I feel like I would like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I would too. Um, I, th- I think... Uh, yeah. Like, I remember just watching... 
what was my first Hellboy might have even been my first my first it, it might be my first like recollection of really being aware of who Del Toro was too. Oh, I'm sure it was. Cuz well, I didn't Del- I didn't see Hellboy Del- was his was his emergence into the like US market. Yeah. I've since seen uh Devil's Backbone, but I didn't see it when I was younger. Like I saw I I only saw that for the first time. We also did Chronos was another one of his. Chronos, yeah. Uh, that like, was a Mexican uh right, but those, Spanish language film. But those neither of those I, I, I hadn't seen either of those until later in my life. Um Yeah, so I re- I think that Hellboy was my first yeah. Uh, my first foray into in, into Del Toro's world. And it was like, it, it was pretty incredible to see. Like, this was, because it was a comic book movie, but my comic book movies that I was used to at that point in time were Batman. Sure. Superman. Big budgeted, like. Yeah, yeah like, uh, and, and, and just had a different feel to him. I mean, obviously, like, Tim Burton was doing his Tim Burton thing with Batman. So it was like, but like this was, this was Hellboy was the first movie that I remember seeing the original Hellboy was the first time I remember seeing something that like, it felt, it felt like a comic book to me. Like I love, don't get me wrong. I love Tim Burton's Batman, but that it felt like a Tim Burton movie. You know what I mean? Sure. This, the original Hellboy movie felt like, a comic book to me yeah it did it was it was fun it was bright it was yeah, it was all it was the things the, that, I think it had that we would come to love yeah. about and this was before big budgeted comic book movies right so i i feel like hellboy really paved the way for a lot of what we see now mm-hmm. honestly um and 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 i and i and i misspoke i want to correct this here uh he did chronos in 1992 okay he did mimic in 97 oh yeah, Del Toro directed Mimic, and then he did The uh, Devil's Backbone in 2001, and his first foray really outside of Mimic that put him into the spotlight of American cinema, at least, was Blade II. Oh. Forgot he did Blade II. So actually, Mimic probably would have been, because I saw Mimic uh, short I shortly after it came out on home video. Okay. Home video. Home video. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny, though. I'm looking at his... I'm looking at his... Um, filmography here and, and i didn't realize that the golden army hellboy 2 was smashed in between pan's labyrinth and pacific rim so that tells you like where mm. in his filmography that that movie landed it was like after like pan labyrinth is in my opinion his opus like that's his pan's labyrinth was, yeah, it's it was his amazing. greatest achievement that he's done yet yeah Hellboy 2 came right on the heels of that and then before pacific rim which was this massive massive film you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, his, his Hellboy movies are, are things of legend. And, and honestly, we never got a third part, which he always wanted to make one. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name that played Hellboy? Uh, Ron Perlman wanted to make one. Like everybody wanted to do it. it. Just never happened. Yeah. So fast forward then for years and we now have the Neil Marshall helmed Hellboy 2019. Mm-hmm. If you didn't understand my little rant at the beginning of the episode, it's because Del Toro and Neil Marshall, they know each other, you know? Like, <laughs> Let's just, nobody understood that. <laughs> they know each other. They have mutual friends. You know they've met at least, you know, at the horror dinners and all that kind of stuff. Like, they're, they are the definitely. The horror dinners, is that a thing? Oh, oh, yeah. 
A horror dinner? Oh yeah, Mick Garris puts them on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. It's a it's a thing, trust yeah. me. Um But would both of them be there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh Adam Green talks about them religiously. Sure, yeah. Um but yeah, I so they know each other and here's this this property that one Del Toro had like his first love with, right? Like he's always been in love with this franchise. He's always wanted to make another movie, but the movie essentially broke up with him because the studio wouldn't let them date anymore. And then here comes Neil Marshall swooping in, the new boyfriend, trying to treat the property as well as Del Toro did. Can he do it? Yeah. You know, that was my that was my telenoeva <laughs> version of, yeah, I, of events. I, I get it now, but it was it was yeah. Catch I was up. I was Catch confused up, of being in um which is interesting too that they they didn't let because like just going off of the the tomato meter because I'm still on Rotten Tomatoes sure. here. Hellboy the original has an eighty one percent. Yeah, it's great. The Golden Army has an eighty six because it's great. So the second movie, according to according to at, at least the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, was better than the first movie. Yeah. So why not let it did 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 uh. So- did Del Toro do something that here's, pissed people off that so made here's Hollywood my, not want to not want to like work with them anymore? Or? Here's my understanding of what happened. Um, Del Toro wrote and directed the first two movies. Mike Mignola was or Mignola, however you say his name. I'm on a, I'm on his Wikipedia right now, and if I, if I'm reading the phonetic spelling of his uh, his name right, it's Mig. Nola. Mm-hmm. So it is exact, Mignola. exactly okay. the way it's spelled. Okay. So Mike Mignola had less hands Nailed on it. for the first two movies. Yeah. And uh, wanted to write the third movie, which Del Toro did not want to do because they had very different. Because he already had a vision. They had of, very different ways of writing. Sure. Del Toro took his character in a different direction. <clears throat> And Mignola didn't want to do it. So then Del Toro was like, okay, fine. Let's give my series a third part in graphic novel form or comic form. Mm -hmm. Mignola said, no, the comics exist in this world. The movies exist in this other world. I don't want to confuse the two, which is fucking asinine, in my opinion. Um, So Mignolia then, or Mignola, (laughs) I corrected it, um, (laughs) came on and wrote... The f- at least the first part of this movie, and then eventually handed his script over to other writers, which gave us the movie-ish that we have now, and it's all very, very confusing. Okay. But it sounds as though Mignola might be... Kind of a cock. Kind of the one that is killing it. Not that on different than a guy like Todd McFarlane that is holding up Spawn right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I... I, I don't want to say that he's a bad guy, but you kind of come off as the bad guy in all these things. Yeah, it's like I feel like I feel like some people like I I told you last week I'm I'm currently listening to Dance Macabre. Yeah, uh, which is Stephen King, and Stephen King is one of the most prolific horror writers ever. Never heard of him. Never heard of him, and also one of the most adapted uh, novelists ever. Right. And he really like he'll talk he'll talk openly about the adaptations. This book was written in 1980, so like at that point, only three of his movies have been made. Which but book? Huh? Which book? Which Dan- you said this book, and you didn't mention 
Dance Macabre. Oh, oh, I did, oh, okay. I did I'm mention sorry. that. You're just not paying attention. No, to me. I, I, I literally you, just watched you stare at that corner. No, of the I thought room you were talking about two, for I, like 30 fuck, seconds. Fuck you! No, I didn't. I thought you. I thought you were talking that he was referencing a book of his. No, what, in the story. My my point is like he's he he's pretty open about how he feels about the adaptations in his, you yeah. know, that like the the movies that have been adapted and and and. He's fine with somebody like he didn't like what Kubrick did with The Shining. No. But he understood that Kubrick had his own vision. He took it. He ran with it. You're done. You know what I mean? And then Stephen King hired Mick Garris and he remade it in his own (laughs) (laughs) image. And then that movie was... But at least least that, that brought Stephen Weber into the fold, which made him probably do the narration for the audible version of it which is fantastic and i can't wait to listen to it in june but anyway so like this like somebody having somebody feeling like they have so much they have too much control over the like i get it like this is your baby you wrote it right but like you gotta let it go print and screen are two very different things agreed even when it comes to the writing like you have to let people just sort of run with what they want to do you created the character to let somebody else at this point go and create something different with right. it, right? I don't know. Like it seems like it seems like he was the one that was caught in the middle, though, and well, didn't, especially didn't after, want things to happen. Especially a after way. Del Toro already like showed himself to be worthy of taking this challenge on. Like the world that he created with those first two movies was incredible. Yeah, why, absolutely. Why incredible. wouldn't you let him? Rounded out with the third movie. No idea. That's just nutty. I know that the comics were darker and gorier and everything else, which is what this movie tried to be. And it succeeded in a lot of ways. Yeah. But like, there's other things though, where like this movie was rated R. Like there's a lot of cursing in this movie. Mm -hmm. In, In the Hellboy comics, you maybe got like a son of a bitch out of him and that was it. So that felt a little forced into this screenplay just to make it edgy right like, and, and a lot of it i didn't did, personally feel like that like i it did felt... see i did even before knowing that like yeah. i did actually feel like a lot of the cursing felt very out of place in this movie like it just like when the fucking uh, uh boar wild boar dude yeah and don't fucking tell me that ain't bebop well, of course it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone bebop was just like oh let me fucking go mate like <laughs> like it just sounded forced it didn't sound right it didn't sound in place to me like it just felt forced on on the page to me um it just i don't know there's certain things that didn't work um i feel like i want i want to talk about my overall feelings about the movie which are very conflicted well let's do it this is a bad brew after all it's a bad brew episode um well let's let's run through let's do a quick let's do a quick run through of the uh of the of the plot here so basically, you don't, have. Don't worry, Josh. I'm not going to disappoint you. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Can't go one episode without <laughs> calling him out on something. So basically, you have uh, you have a you have a setup uh, at the beginning of the movie where you have. Well, here uh, humans, this might help. This what? might help. Caught between the worlds of the supernatural and human, Hellboy battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. Okay. So okay, move yeah, on. humans and monsters are living are living together on Earth, and then the humans decide that they can no longer live with the monsters, and it pisses off this immortal witch, Vivian. Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you say it? Uh, 
How do you say her last name? Uh, Nimue. No, it's uh, Nimue. Nimue, sorry. Vivian Nimue. <laughs> Nimue. And King Arthur, yes, yes. that King Arthur, God damn it. <laughs> cuts, her into, cuts her into pieces with Excalibur, uh, and it, she she's the one who releases the plague on humankind because she's pissed off that uh, humans won't live peacefully with monsters or whatever, and... It's all very she, social commentary. Uh, to a degree. I, I don't, yeah, it is. I don't, it is. Maybe you can enlighten me with that a I little just, bit. No, I, it, I just, it's accepting different people that are different. That's it. Yeah, I did. I, okay, so like the first one of the... I did have I did have a, a thing run through my head as I was watching this, and I was like, "This is what people this is what people mean when they say like, oh, there's an underlying tone of xenophobia," <laughs> which you sound like an asshole when you say that, but it's true. Sure, but also you sound sure. like an asshole. Sure, but it's true. Uh, yeah. So it's like, but in a way, I did take away from this movie that the humans are the. The humans are the ultimate enemy. Sure. Well, they it, are most stories because, like this, but yeah. Well, because think about why Vivian Nimue was so pissed off. She was pissed off that the humans betrayed her because up to this point, it seemed like the creatures and the people were living on the world. Yeah. Maybe not harmoniously. But good enough. <laughs> but good enough. And then the and then the humans decided, well, no, this can't stand. So they turned on the the creatures, on the monsters, and banished them. And then Vivian Nimue was like, well, I'm gonna come back and fuck you up because you. Yeah. I'm, that's to me. To me, this almost this entire movie showed the humans as being the bad guys. I do like though how when the humans did turn on her and they cut her into like six was it six different pieces seven I seven think. pieces yeah i do like the idea of them putting each like because she can't die because she's a witch right so they cut her into seven pieces lock her in these magically sealed boxes mm-hmm. and then hide her in all the corners of the globe never to be found until they need to make a movie and then suddenly they find all of her pieces again <laughs> because now it now they need to make a, a a narrative out of this um i do like that aspect of it though it's fun it's it's whatever i i just i just felt like and i didn't i didn't realize this until after cuz i had to do my research on it to know what i was talking about but i was like watching this and i was just like king arthur i'm like really like that's that's what they're like they're intertwining Hellboy and and King Arthur and Excalibur. Like it just seemed so lame. Why'd to you me. have to do research for that? Oh, because because that's an actual comic book storyline. Oh, so I knew that I knew obviously who King Arthur was, but like I I I didn't know if maybe they made this up for the movie, which would have seemed oh, okay. really really lame to me. Yeah, apparently it is based on lineage from the comics. There's a big storyline about how Hellboy does have blood relation to King Arthur because uh, King Arthur was like his great, great, great granddad or something like that. Like his, was it mother or grandmother was like a bastard child of <laughs> King Arthur or some shit. Like there's something weird, right? King Arthur's, King Arthur's uh, bastard son, Mordred was uh, Hellboy's mother's father. So grandfather. So his 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 Grand- so <laughs> so uh so King Arthur would be Hellboy's great grandfather. Yes. Okay. 
I, so here's the thing. There is precedence to this, like I said before, in the comics. Mm -hmm. I get that they're pulling from source lore. I get it, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. I don't care about all that. I'm not going to lie, though. It's a really fucking lame storyline to pull from. Like, it just seems, it just seems lame to me. I don't, see, like, maybe, maybe that's why, like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't look any of this up, really. Like, I'm glad I didn't do my homework. Like, to me, to me, when you do, like, when you're making a movie like this, you're making a movie for moviegoers more so than you're making it for the readers of the comic books. Sure. I don't read the comic books. Maybe someday I will. Right now, I don't give a shit. I don't care about the backstory. Like, so I don't go into this going, well, actually, it's, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that, uh, the, the bastard son of, of, uh, <laughs> of King Arthur Mordred, who's, uh, Sarah Hughes, the mother of, uh, I don't give a shit yeah, about, I don't yeah. give a shit I agree. about it. I agree. That, dude. It's a weird storyline to pull from. I, the, the original, and they also changed a little bit, um, his origin story in this. The origin story from the original Del Toro movie with the Nazis and all that, mm-hmm. that's like straight canon. Like they, they pulled that right from the comic books, like almost word for word, that's straight canon. So what was different in this one? In this one, it was the the story of how like, they left all the Nazi part of it out of the story. It was just that like... Um, no, it was literally Nazis that were bringing him in this into movie? the world. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, the guy with... <laughs> The guy with the giant red and blue glasses with a swastika on him. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. I freak- I think I pushed that out of my brain because I thought their 3D glasses were stupid as shit. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because because at one point, because after that story is told. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hellboy you're right. says, oh, so not only am I a, not only am I, a, what does he say? Not only am I a demon, but I'm also a Nazi. Thanks, dad. Yeah. Okay. So this brings me to my next criticism of this movie. This movie has no direction. At all. Why it's a thousand different ideas held together by the thinnest, thinnest uh, thread of the Blood Queen. Okay. And it's just not cohesive at all. It's just not. Like, right. it's like, it's like they, it's like they had, it's like somebody read the entire Hellboy, like every, the whole run of Hellboy, right? Uh-huh. And they go, I like this story arc. I like this story arc, this one, and this one. Mm-hmm. Now take them and put them in a movie. And there's no, like the Blood Queen sort of weirdly threads things together, but not really. There is so much fat in this movie that doesn't need to be there that like it, it's, it's really, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I can't, I, I can't hide this. Um, do I think this is the worst movie ever made? No. Do I think this is a good movie? No. Hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I actually slogged through this movie quite a bit. Mm. I did not. I I enjoyed parts of it. There there are bright spots in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad, but a movie. But the the movie as a whole, it's a bad movie. It is. It's not a good movie. And I and 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 I have a lot more to say about the the, the behind the scenes stuff later. This is not Neil Marshall's fault. This is not um, uh, David Harbour's fault. This is nobody's fault. But the the big wigs quite mm-hmm. frankly and we'll get into that later but the movie as it stands as from a viewer standpoint it's not a good movie i'm sorry fuck off josh it's not good <laughs> the del toro movies were way better i liked it 
Did you? Yeah. That's fair. I did. It's totally fair. Yep. I uh I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought that like I love the I love I love the You're making me look bad, you know that. Why? <laughs> because I always hate things that you love. Oh well. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I love the two thousand four Guillermo del Toro version, obviously. I don't remember much about the the, the Golden Army, but okay. I do remember enjoying it. Those movies, great. They're a thing all on their own uh, that I will never stop loving. Sure. This movie, I went into it with no expectations whatsoever. Like I, I wasn't comparing it to because I think that's I think that's the problem. I think that a lot of people went in. I think a lot of people went into it, and I'm not saying this is what you did. I'm saying I, I think a lot of people went in wanting to hate it because of how much they love the. Guillermo del Toro movies and they were like and and they just went in with a bad attitude I can tell you from my perspective I I didn't actually sure I actually went into this movie expecting to like it Mm -hmm. like I really did like I I had always looked at this and thought it looks really good why do people don't why do people not like this like Uh I understand that it's gonna be different they're rebooting it whatever like but like everything that I saw in the trailers like excuse me I remember the first time that I saw Hellboy riding a fucking dragon with his fucking full-on horns and everything. Like, this looks amazing. Like, what <laughs> like what is what do people not like about this movie? Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. So, and I and I hadn't seen any literature or anything on this movie for the longest time now. What? It's been 4 years since it's been out. It's been, so, yeah. I went into this blind. Like, uh-huh. I went into this without the the without hearing about it, you know, just from trailers and everything else. Like I, I went into this completely blank slate, but expecting to love it. Yeah. I just didn't like for me, it was, it feels like it never, the movie feels to me like it never finishes a thought. There's just a gajillion different things they try to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. And like none of them ever like finish. Like it starts and there's there's three giants and the giant thing happens and they never go back to that. And then there's this other thing. They never go back to that. And they then they start this other story. They never go back to that. I can't remember what it just doesn't connect for me. I can't remember what movie it was, but there was a movie that we watched within the past year where kind of this same thing happened. And both of us had the same reactions that we're having now, mm-hmm. which is I watched it. I I really wish I could remember what what movie it was. I watched it and I and 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 uh, I liked it. You watched it. You didn't like it, and you said the exact same thing. You're like, oh, it's it's this and this and this and this, and it just, just seems not like cohesive. To it me. seems like it was four different parts. Yeah. And then I said I kind of liked it because of that because it just felt like you were watching four episodes of a TV show. But that's not a movie. It is a though movie, because it's, it's not a movie. though. No, no, that's four separate thoughts that should be four separate episodes. A movie is a cohesive unit where everything ebbs and flows into each other and makes sense. This movie doesn't do that. It, but that's like it's I guess just a it's just an amalgamation and, and of that's, ideas. That's fine if that's fine if I, it, that's totally fine. That's a that's completely fine if that's the way you see it. To me, there's no like. I'm not going to sit here and say a movie has to be this. Like I there's no there's no like like a movie can be whatever the fuck the 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 director the and the writers want it to be. I like don't, I'm I'm not going to I don't want to put put it in a box and say a movie has to do this 
and then it has to do this. If they want to make a movie that feels like it's four different episodes of a movie uh, of a TV show, that's fine. That's, as long as so, it's entertaining. The thing is, the thing is this though, like when when I'm watching something and I feel like I'm disconnected from the material because I feel like, like I said, to me, it felt like they're not finishing a thought. Like mm-hmm. they just keep going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing mm-hmm. with this really thin line that goes through it all. But there's just so much fat, right? Like to me, that's not like, like a movie to me, right? Is you have a beginning, you have a middle, you have an end. You have a three structure movie. Mm-hmm. This didn't have that. Like, it doesn't get me wrong. It did have that. But it was like, instead of it being a very, like, 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 felt storyline where things kind of flow into each other and yada, yada, mm-hmm. this just felt like you took the fattiest pieces of meat and then skewered them on a skewer. And there, and, and all that fat was there without it being trimmed to be a really good shish kebab. So let's, let's, <laughs> does that make sense? It does, but let's stop talking about it in metaphor for a second. Let's actually like break it sure. down. What was it from like, so going from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie you you do have pretty like you do have pretty specific like uh pretty well-defined sections of the movie i will agree with you there where it feels like very sectioned off sure so you have the beginning of the movie where uh you know you it you start off in Mexico where Hellboy's going to find his uh his partner his and friend he's in a wrestling Ruiz. rank who is that guy we have no idea never comes back up that whole scene. Well, it's Ru. It was, it was Ruiz. It was Agent Ruiz. He goes down. Who's Agent Ruiz? They tell you who he is. But who is he though? What What does he serve to the story? Not every single character has to have. It's a twenty minute part of the beginning of the story. It should be pretty important. It is important. You for what reason? For 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 developing who 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 Hellboy is. We already know who Hellboy is. This is this is a di- like. Like, you you already know who Hellboy is because you've seen the Guillermo del Toro movies. No, this is this is a different this is a different story. Nothing this about a, Ruel's story though has anything to do Ruiz. with Ruiz. Sorry, Ru, I don't give a fuck who he is. <laughs> like none of this adds to who Hellboy is because we already because we find out later Hellboy's backstory later on in the movie. Yeah, so we don't need this. This is completely inconsequential. <clears throat> Cut this off the movie. And it serves no purpose to being in there at all. I, it doesn't. I, I think that because Hell, this this version of Hellboy is a lot different from the version of Hellboy that you got in the in the in the um, Del Toro movies. I also he's, he's younger. He's more emotional. Like he lets he lets his experiences dictate how he feels and his outlook on life. More so than Ron Perlman's version of Hellboy. Ron Perlman's hell version of Hellboy was very stoic. Like he was, he he took everything in stride with the same, uh, like maintaining the same level of like bravado throughout the entire two movies that he was in. This version of Hellboy was like the teenage version of Hellboy. He was he was he was. Very much affected by the things that were that were going on around him, the loss of this guy Ruiz, who he was buddies with, not necessarily partners, but he made it made it known that they were like drinking buddies. 
you know and i get that and like i so i do it's it's, it serves the purpose of it serves the purpose of setting like it doesn't matter who ruiz is really that whole scene doesn't really it's not it's not about ruiz it's about showing you that hellboy he's defiant because his his dad is trying to get a hold of him and he's trying to like tell him what to do while he's down in in mexico and it's showing him it's showing that he's emotional because after he ends up accidentally killing Ruiz in the in the wrestling ring, he spends three weeks down in Mexico just drinking himself into into oblivion. It's showing that he's a much more emotional, much more fragile version of Hellboy than what we got in the previous two movies. So it's 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 setting him up as a completely different character from what we already know from the other two movies. Here's the thing. I, I, I vehemently disagree with you on that. Why? Because I don't feel like the Hellboy. Like I said, one of the things I did like about this movie, I actually thought that David Harbour was a perfect choice. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I thought David Harbour was actually a perfect choice to replace Ron Perlman. If mm-hmm. you're going to replace him with anybody, it was a perfect choice. Sure. Like, I didn't have a problem at all with David Harbour's Hellboy. Yeah. I thought his makeup was a little wonky. Yeah, there were times where his... His mouth. I don't know what it was about his mouth. Something was weird about it. Yeah. That being said, I am more than willing to accept the idea that because we're so used to seeing the Ron Perlman version, anything was going to look weird after sure, that, yeah. right? So I'm not even holding that against it. I Because honestly, you could have had a Del Toro... You could have had a Del Toro-made... Hellboy movie replacing David Harbor or Ron Perlman with David Harbor and it still could have worked. That's yeah. how similar the two characters were. I actually thought they were fine. Even though even though they claim they took no absolutely no like uh, uh creative cues from the Del Toro movies. Mm-hmm. I, ve- I uh, again vehemently disagree because they looked very similar. I know there's only so much that you can do with the character. Yeah. But my god, they looked very similar. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't do too much with the character, yeah. but like, you one could have replaced the other. I don't think that they. And it would have been I don't fine. think that they meant they took no creative cues. I think it was more so like they weren't trying no, to. No. They weren't trying to remake behind the scenes. They they said we don't want to do anything that he did. We're starting from scratch, even with the with the buildup of the Hellboy character, which is ironic because at the end point they look the same. <laughs> well, yeah. My my point though my point though is that I think it was more so that David Harbor wanted to develop the character in a different way than what Ron Perlman did, I, and I think is, that though, he, I feel like he did. I don't feel like he did because I feel like they're the same character. I this, really do. This version Ron of Hell, this version of Hellboy was much. Go more- back and rewatch the first Hellboy movie. He's extremely immature. He's still young. They they make that's a point of the movie. Like he's not young, that much younger in this version of it. Well, They're I mean, very, it was, very similar. I mean, it was before he even. Uh, well, this is also. I. It's. It's a completely different story too. Yeah. Because the. Because. No, the, yeah, his, it has nothing to do with the original. They're yeah. starting at the same place. Well, you're not starting at the same place because Roughly. at the end of this movie. A, they discover Abe. That 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 timeline has is inconsequential though because they're not running. Okay, on the well same if the timeline is inconsequential, stop comparing it to the other one. 
No, what I'm no, you're, no, I'm talking. You're talking about his maturity, and I'm saying that his maturity in this movie is at the same exact place as his maturity in the first movie. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Sure, because you, you're sitting, you're saying that he's younger. He's not younger. They're both immature. They're both I, young. They're both immature. They're both love struck. They're both like all these other different. I things. just, I just feel like this version of him is much more emotional. Like I said, I feel like, I feel like Ron Perlman. His his version of Hellboy was yeah he still joked around and he was still he was still immature at times but he was much more stoic than David but he had Harbour's the whole version. Love, he had the whole love story with uh, what's her name in the first movie yeah where Selma he was Blair, very yeah. non stoic so it's it's all there yeah I got I we're, we're it, apples to apples but like sure I just like I also felt like in the beginning of the movie like right off the bat we're so used to and this movie did suffer from being held up to the standard of the first two movies. Mm-hmm. It did. You can't deny that. The fact though is that the first two movies were such practical like like beauties, mm-hmm. if you will. The fact that this movie right off the bat just relied so heavily on CGI yeah. and quite frankly bad CGI, it that, really really hindered the movie. That was one of that was one of my main my main, uh, I, I guess I would say, like, uh, like the the main drawbacks of the movie for me, like the grow 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 gush grow gush grow gush. How do you, how the hell do you say his name? The Who? pig, the giant pig. Oh, I don't know, Bebop. Uh, Bebop. <laughs> yeah, like he, he he looks terrible. Looks awful. I'm not gonna say he looks terrible, I but will. like it, it was definitely. Uh, <laughs> you can't say he looks. I I don't know. Like you can't say he looks terrible. Yes, this I is can. still. I don't know. He looks like a villain in a fucking Ninja Turtles movie, not a Hellboy movie. Like he looks like a villain from the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies. It's awful. Okay. It's not good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I. I. can't. Like. I. I just not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not when I that. when I think about what goes into making something like that, I can't just go like, "Oh, that fucking sucks." When you like, have characters like the Baba Yaga that are very obviously practical effects, yeah, right, and then yeah. you have a character that is like fucking Bebop, whatever his name was, and then you have those two existing in the same movie, and they're supposed to both be real. There's a very obvious difference between A and B, yeah. and it's distracting. I, I it doesn't know. work. I guess I just I don't know like I I, I my m- maybe it's because I'm stupid I don't know like I'm it's not I'm, I'm it's my just... ability to just turn my brain off and just like accept what's on screen and like watch it and be like okay yeah Baba Yaga looked fucking awesome it looked like it looked like I I think you compared it earlier you when, when we were talking he's Valdo it looked like Val- <laughs> yeah. Valdo from from uh, Soul Calibur yeah. four. If you and, know what we're talking about, um, best character on Soul Calibur. Yep. Uh, and and literal, yeah, literally the same character. Um, yeah, looked amazing. Uh, Twist. Uh, what's what's his name? Twisty. I I only know him as Twisty. Um, the the actor who played him. Oh, I actually don't know. Who uh, he is. Twisty Troy, I think they call him. He hadn't done a lot up until this point. Well, he's very well known. He's uh, fuck. Where's his? Well, while you're looking that up. This His, goes, he, have you ever seen the? There's a there's a very famous video of him on online where like kind of back before he was known for anything, he's the guy who can he can get into a bridge position and then he can like turn his head almost all the way around. 
That's weird. And he looks like a spider crawling oh. across the ground. Like all that okay. shit where Baba Yaga was crawling upside down and stuff. Oh, it doesn't shock me that that's all real. That's yeah. all him yeah. actually doing that. It's yeah. fucking creepy, dude. Another reason why it's amazing. Yeah. Um, This is another part of what I'm talking about, though. Like You go from the beginning part of the movie, and then you have... Um, uh, uh, you have you have the whole the whole uh, the bebop storyline, and then you have you go into the Baba Yaga storyline, and then you have the giant, the four uh, the three fucking giants that don't ever come back into the thing. Like you have all these different well, parts he, of the movie though. He kills them. <laughs> I get that, but you have all these different parts of the movie. It's like there's 20 minutes of a movie to to get to one tiny morsel of the story, and then they move on. Like they do that a lot in this. Nothing goes together. There's so much fat to be trimmed from this story and and to a peek behind the curtain i will say this this is one of those movies where uh according to people that were there and according to reports every day they would come to set the story would be rewritten that they were rewriting this story as they were filming it okay so this was a this was definitely a case of shit production and 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 not a fleshed out story that they were sticking to which did not help at all. I for personally thought, with the exception of, um, we didn't even go through the cast in this really, but with the exception of Professor Broom, who's played by Ian McShane, who Ian McShane's amazing. He's an absolutely so awesome. incredible yeah. actor. He was absolutely fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Didn't have much to work with, but he was great, as was David Harbour. Everybody else, though, I thought in this movie was abysmal. Abysmal? Yes, I will say that. Um, Daniel Day Kim, who played uh, Major Demino, Demino, whatever the the cat guy at the end, yeah, uh, was terrible. His 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 every single one of his lines were so son of a bitch. Sorry, were so poorly eighty yard that I couldn't not just hear that in every single one of his his. His oh, dialogue lines. I don't think I noticed that. Every one of them, so bad. That's weird. Um, the girl, um, what's her name? Alice. Alice was atrocious. Like, like she just didn't like. No part of her performances to me were believable at all. It felt like they were all acting against a a tennis ball on a green screen. Is how they all acted to me. Um, Mila Jovovich, who I typically like, I thought she was terrible. Yeah, like, actually, that was. I uh, didn't like anybody in this movie. That was uh that was a rare. Like, I love Mila Jovovich. She was. She was, it was a little wooden. Her whole performance was wooden. Yeah, she was. She was the one. She was the one big one for me. Where it, it to me, I was like, she seems like she doesn't want to do this. And she did. That's the ironic part. <laughs> she did. She actually. She actually goes off and says, "I think this movie will be a cult classic one day." No, it won't. I think she's right. No, it won't. I think she's the original right. two movies will be. This one won't be. Well, no, um, the, the the originals won't be cult classics. They'll be classics. Oh, well, there you go. This one I think will be a cult classic. I, I disagree with that vehemently, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Daniel Day Kim, though, I'm gonna keep going back to him. I like him in everything he's been in. I thought his performance in this was forgettable, wooden, and uninteresting completely. Mm. I liked him. <laughs> I I hated him. I thought his his cat character at the end was so fucking stupid. Like, like the and, and mostly because the CG looked so bad. Like it just it pulls me out of it. I couldn't do it. Like it was just bad. I don't know. It's I not guess I'm good. I guess I'm just not like I don't. I I'm not that picky about CG. I'm really I, not. I I am. 
Like it's just, it just it I just, mean like we watch some I, of the worst shit movies in the world. It's different though when you have it's different when you have a movie like this that has really really good acting and really good CG mixed with really bad acting and really bad CG. It makes the bad shine and it makes the the, the good shine. But it doesn't it's not a cohesive unit. Like it's just I don't know, man. There's another part of this movie too which this whole movie struck me as being very studio run and I didn't know why that was, but then I read something afterwards where Neil Marshall, a did not have final cut of this movie. Mm -hmm. So he shot it and then it was like, all right, see ya. We got it from here. Mm -hmm. So I guarantee you what we saw was not Neil Marshall's vision at all. Also, Neil Marshall hired his cinematographer who he's worked with forever. Mm -hmm. Right. The studio fired him. Because he was listening to what Neil Marshall told him to do. And the producers, the two producers, didn't like it, so they fired him. Really? So if that doesn't tell you how much of a takeover of this this whole set was, that's it right there. Yeah. Neil Marshall sh- never should have been attached to this project. Like, it, honestly, like... I can see why he did it. It's a great opportunity. You know, this was big Hollywood after how many years of him not doing big Hollywood movies. Right. So you get, you get approached to do Hellboy. Sure. Why would you not do it? And then you have the studio comes in, these big time producers come in and they basically say, Oh yeah, you can't do what you want to do. We know better than you. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what you get. This is, this is what happens when you take the artistic, you know, uh, abilities away from the people who are supposed to be making the movie. Mm-hmm. by people in fucking suits. It sucks. Um, I want to talk about some of the things, though, that I really did like about the movie. Okay. Because I feel like I'm harping on it a fucking <laughs> ton. Um, I liked Alice's character. I'm, I might not have liked the way that she acted in it, but I liked her character. Mm-hmm. She was like a seer or whatever, uh, a medium. Yeah, me, yeah. She wasn't introduced very well. He kind of just kind of fell into her character in the movie a lot. But then she she develops the skill to where she can punch the souls out of people, which was really <laughs> fucking cool. Um, the ending of the movie, I thought, was incredible. Like, when all the big monsters come up out of the streets and they start cool. ripping people apart. Like, that's where the R rating really shined. It's like this... This beautiful well, amalgamation of giant monsters and ripping humans to shreds well, the and whole, gore. And the whole like, movie is very violent. I it mean, is. Yeah, there's a lot of blood and gore and stuff in this movie. It, yeah, and that part of it was great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that was a, a nice touch to the entire no, I, movie. No, I agree with you, though. Like, the, uh, like when, the, when the hell mouth opens and there's, like, a few giant demons that come up. Like, the one, the one that's so brutal is... Uh, it's the guy who's got, or the demon that's got the giant, uh, like a giant sword with like a cutout in it. And he grabs, there's a guy who's going to run away from him. And he grabs the guy by the head and he takes him and he slams his body down <laughs> yeah. on, in, on, in like the eye of the sword. And then like strips all of his skin off. Oh God, it was, it was great. So, and was then there's great. the other demon that's got like knives for feet. So it's just stomping on people yep. and like skewering yep. people in the streets. There's oh a guy, God. there's there's like a human that's just running through and all of a sudden he just stops because he gets he gets stabbed vertically through <laughs> his entire body with a spike, like skewered from the head down. It's amazing. <laughs> like 
don't know. Like, there's there's one too where like a guy gets picked up, ripped in half, and then like batted in the air with like a like a baseball club, and his body just explodes everywhere. Like, it's, oh, is that? It's amazing. It, it, it's so cool. There's one where there's like two smaller like bat like creatures that are carrying a guy toward the toward the camera. <laughs> And as they get closer to the camera, the the bats fly in opposite directions. Yeah. And then he just gets split in half. Oh, it's so and all the blood sprays toward the so camera. It was good. awesome. Um, another part that I absolutely loved, this is part of a, a random vision that comes out of nowhere, but it's a random vision where Hellboy is evil. He's grabbing onto Excalibur. Yes, that Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's having this vision of him basically taking over the world and being like this, this soldier of the devil. And he's got his full-on horns with a crown of fire, and Excalibur is on fire. And he's I thought he looked really cool like dragon. that, by the way, yeah. with, the, with the horns. I want to see that movie. Yeah, like, give me that. <laughs> uh, like that was amazing. There, there, there are moments of this movie that shine very, very brightly. It's just not even a big portion of the movie mm-hmm. for me. I want you to talk. I feel like I've been going on about this a lot. Tell me why you did like it. I've I've been talking. Well, I've sure, been, but like I've been I, throwing my stuff. In. I feel like I've been overpowering it though with negativity. <sighs> not really. You I, said you said that you really liked it. I did. Yeah. I I there's not much. I like I've I've been I've been peppering in my my opinions about. I I feel like we've kind of gone fifty fifty on on this conversation so okay. far, but I did enjoy it. I I don't like. The fact that it felt like the felt the fact that it felt like and 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 I did I did end up reading actually just like fifteen minutes before we started this segment that it was based off of because I was reading on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes I wanted to see why people hated it so much and I, my suspicions were confirmed that it was just like to me it's just fanboys of the originals who just hate this because. It's not the original. That's that's what that's what most of it seems like to me. Eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fucking crazy. I would, like so- like if you don't it, like if it, I could see, I could see like a so on a on a zero to ten rating, right? I could see this falling into the six to seven range, right? I could see that personally. Sure. And that would be justifiable because there's some people who just won't like it, won't get it, whatever. But like an 18% critic score on, on Rotten Tomatoes, that seems that seems stupid so to I me. Watched, that seems ridiculous. I watched half of this movie last night and I watched the other half this morning. Mm-hmm. And I turned it off last night because I just couldn't do it. Really? I I just I just didn't like it at all. That's like crazy. I just I I'm that's, watching I'm, that's fine. I'm, I am fine. I respect I'm, your opinion. I'm watching but to me, it <laughs> and I just like I don't know what this movie is trying to be. Like it just it just it there was it was not cohesive at all. It was just like it was it was scenes they picked out of a hat that they then just threw a skewer through. That's what it felt like to me. Like I just I just, I could not get into it. So me personally, if I had to give it a scale of one to ten, one being obviously the or zero being the worst, ten being the best, mm-hmm. I would land at probably a four or five. Maybe. Well, hold on, because you 
we always talk we always talk about this and you guys because if no, your way of thinking about this is wrong a 50 a five is not failing a five is medium <laughs> so you're saying that this is like a medium it's movie. less than medium i'd give it about a four four or five yeah well five would be medium so less than medium at four, four, five. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're saying four, four point five. Yeah, a four okay. to four point five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying four or four or five. No. Um, no. No. All right. Um, I would not put it above medium, or I wouldn't even put it at medium. I wouldn't. It's less than medium. Like it's just not. There's there's parts of the movie to me that are that are really fun to watch. Yeah. And that brings it out of it. And the movie itself is not a. It's not a. The movie itself isn't like just pure hot garbage i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. but like as a movie that cost tens of millions of dollars to make like what was the budget it's not a cohesive movie it's just not Um, it reeks of studio interference it reeks of 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 production problems 50 million by the way yeah the budget It, Um, it just it just doesn't hold up yeah i just uh I don't like I don't know. It's I didn't go like I said maybe it maybe it's because I didn't go into it with any real expectations. I didn't know what to expect that and I also I. I also didn't care. Like I'm not such a huge I I obviously I haven't read the comic books. So that doesn't so that doesn't matter to me. I'm not such a huge fanatic of the originals to where this was going to be like a, a you know like Make or break. Yeah, make or yeah. break kind of thing. I just went into it thinking, this is a comic book movie. And that's, I think that's kind of, like, maybe that's part of it, too, is, like, people are, ex- like, Guillermo del, Toro, Guillermo del Toro can take a comic book and turn it into, and not not to downplay the, the, the artistic uh, value of comic books, because, of course comic books have a lot of artistic value but Guillermo del Toro can take a a comic book and turn it into uh a a a, uh Vincent van Gogh painting you know what I mean like he can take it and and quadruple the the uh artistic value of it quadruple quintuple sure whatever yeah a, a times a million right he what he can do with a movie what he can do with a comic book uh, uh, IP like is is crazy. It's a it's amazing what sure, he can do. Sure, and what he can put on screen in front of you and just like give you a visual orgasm is amazing. Uh, but it's but like going into this, I'm I, I kind of put that away. Like I I kind of like took his vision of it and I sent it away and I just go. I'm watching a comic book movie, so I'm just gonna view it as That's a fair. person who, fair. like, I'm I'm just taking I'm taking in a comic book movie and like, and what I saw was visually entertaining. It was visually stunning at times, and was it visually stunning in the way that Guillermo del Toro can do? No, not even close. But that didn't matter to me because I I was just like just take it for what it is and for and and what it was to me was entertaining it was it was action packed it was fun it was funny it was gory 
there was some bad visual effects. There was some really bad visual effects. Yeah. There was some wooden acting. But none of that, like, none of that was so bad to where it made me think, like, this is a bad movie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, all the things that you just said kind of make it bad. When, especially when, especially when, and I'm not saying that the movie is, I'm not saying the movie needs to be what the original was. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're going to spend the money and spend the effort to remake something, you do it because you feel like there's something to improve on. And I don't, I don't feel like they accomplished that goal in, in any aspect of the movie. But once again, once again, you're taking it as though you're taking it in relation to the original. I'm not though. I'm not. But, but you're, you're thinking like they, they, They went into this with the specific motivation of improving upon what had already been done. Any movie that remakes something that was already made before it, unfortunately, fair or not fair, they have that to deal with. Like, and I'm not, and like I said, I went into this movie not having that impression at all. I wanted to like this movie. I went in expecting to like it. It wasn't like I went in with skeptical eyes. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I just flat out didn't like it like i just oh that's fine just wasn't a cohesive form of entertainment to me that's fine yeah yeah so we agree to disagree on this one yeah yeah absolutely it is what it is yeah no i i i just i personally objectively enjoyed it i liked it you Uh, you also personally objectively have bad taste that's fine yeah we all do yeah (laughs) Um, uh, that's Hellboy. Yeah, that is Hellboy 2019. We are we are uh, split. This is a thumbs up and a thumbs down. We are split. Yeah. So is it is it a bad brew? I don't know, James. Have is we it... ever been split on a bad brew? Not this much, I don't think. No, I I don't think we've ever. Not this split. much. It's it's um like usually when we do a bad brew, like it's either yeah this movie sucked or. This is a hidden gem that in people just give beers, a bad rap to. In terms of beers, you have beers that taste gross and beers that don't do anything for you. I think that if we're if we're in the middle, this is a beer that it's not the best tasting, but it'll get you drunk. <laughs> it's kind of where we're at. <laughs> is that where we're at though? I don't know. Because this this to me is more like uh this is a beer that you won't ever drink again. You won't I won't ever drink, drink this beer again. I won't go out of my way to drink it. How about that? But but me. If it's the only thing in a party, well, sure, I'll sip on it. But me, to me, this is a beer that I thought was pretty good, and I might even buy to come over and watch a movie sometime. For the first time, I drank Bacardi Vanilla. <laughs> That's what this movie is. I thought it was really good the first time around, <laughs> but you didn't think it was really good. It's like the first time I ever had Kessler Kessler you lost whiskey. Me already. You lost me already. Have you ever had Kessler? Yeah, I have, unfortunately. This movie's like the first time Mike ever had Kessler. He's like, yeah, it's doing what it's supposed to do, but I think I might die tomorrow because it sucks that much. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I just, we yeah, we disagree on this Touche. one. We're allowed to. Yeah, we are allowed to disagree at times. Yeah, yeah absolutely okay. right. Uh, well, that's Bad Brew, Hellboy, twenty nineteen. We watched it. I watched it on HBO. Where'd you watch it? Uh, I bought it. 
<laughs> oh, you bought it. You so, bought it? So I How no much long- did you pay for I it? I no longer have an HBO Max uh, subscription because my trial ran out. Hey, so I, I can, went to go rent it online. I can give you Well, fine, but I went to go rent it online. It was going to be three ninety nine to rent it. Yeah. You can buy the Blu-ray DVD combo on Amazon for $5. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just spend the extra fucking dollar. I'll just buy it. <laughs> but, now you, but now you hate it. <laughs> I still want to watch the documentary. Though, I'll buy it off so. you. How about that? No, nah, that's fair. Yeah. Done. There we go. For for $25. Deal. Done. <laughs> uh, so do you want to announce what we're doing next week since we already know? Uh, Yes. Did I forget? Yes. We're but doing... Was it, was it my idea? Yes. Also, yes. We're, we're doing oh, the Escape Room the movies. The Escape Room movies. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been wanting to watch those. As have I. And also, what did I see recently that made me want to... I, I want to go to an escape room sometime soon. Sure. My birthday's coming up. Maybe okay. we'll go to an Let's escape room. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so next week we're doing Escape Room and Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Yes, sir. Both of them. Yes, we're sir. just going to knock them out. We're going to get crazy with it. We're going to... Uh, maybe I'm going to lock Mike in my basement Ooh. and see if he can get out. The escape room. <laughs> before I kill him with carbon monoxide. I'm into it. Yeah, so it'll be a fun time. For one of us, at least. That's for about both, it. For, for both of us. Well, for both of us. Provided you get out in time. All right. If you want to find us before that show next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Um, I don't know if anybody does this or not, but you know what? Uh, tell your local smart bus driver. Next time you go on a bus, go downtown to work or do whatever you're going to do. You're like, hey, hey, Glennis, listen to the show. <laughs> Glennis sounds more like a dumb bus driver than a smart like bus driver. Gladys. How about Gladys? Gladys. Yeah, Gladys. Hey, Gladys, yeah. listen to the show. You might you might learn something. <laughs> there you go. Or Gladys. Gladys is the male version of Gladys. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Gladiola. Gla- <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's All a right. flower, but okay. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Adios. Michael, cheers. Cheers, sir. Have a good night, bud.